The following podcast will contain graphic, disgusting, crass, foul, mature, and immature content. Hi, this is Melvin. I'm a wizard. And I cast spells. Colvic Darkseed. I am a half-orc cleric, and I have devoted my life to the goddess Hyaea. I'm Roscoe Toscobble. I'm a rogue. And pretty cool guy. on the very good adventuring team. You've got the portable hole in your hand. Take it away. Flip it out behind the guy and I say, go, 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 in my head. You uh, oh push them God. past the hole. Once <laughs> 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 he goes on the other side, he just gets scissored by this corpse. <laughs> your Patronum is Steve. Expecto <laughs> <laughs> <Inspector> Steve. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if he's dead, <laughs> no, I'm done. Yeah, okay, let's do that. So, what has just happened is that the figure that you had pushed with the corpse into the hole has forced its way out of this hole. I had no idea that could fucking happen. Me either. Nope, <laughs> didn't know that was a thing. God damn it. So now there's a paralyzed person on the ground. Kolvik is laid across them. Melvin is watching. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna lay across Kolvik. Oh, are we gonna dogpile? Yeah. All right. You pull back the hood, and it is, in fact, Marcus Gringold. Why did he want to take over this town? I like running towns. Why is this? <laughs> I want some more question. You get 30 days. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and two eyes. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Poke this guy in his other eye, <laughs> and then he's gonna cast three. I will cast Ray's dead. His wounds close. The blood restores to his veins. Aegis stands up. Uh, you can see on Marcus's face, like the slow beginnings of rage boiling up. Like this guy is pissed, and a fury is boiling underneath that skin, and not too far underneath it. And he just kind of shuffles over to him and he peers at him and he says, I, I mean, I recognize him as the one that was on the stage, but I don't know who this, I don't know who this man is. It's just, you don't have to take a leak, do you? <laughs> <laughs> I've been dead for a little while. I feel like I'm pretty cleaned out. <laughs> but yeah, you don't recognize this as your son? Um, he stares for a little bit harder when you say that and he says... I can I can see family in him, I guess, but I don't know. It's really dark down here. You you might remember that I'm a human and I don't have dark vision. Marcus, <laughs> sorry. Um, I want to I want to switch to Marcus and I want to ask Marcus. Marcus, do you recognize this guy? He says 
course, that's my father. And what did you do to this guy's wife? I did nothing. What did you order your troops do to do to this guy's wife? Dispose of her body. And why did her body need disposing of? Because it was dead. Did you say? <laughs> uh, did you say it was? Uh... I light a candle. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, in the dim candlelight, Aegis peers down again at the face and says, "I. It might be related. I. It's really hard to tell. I've been dead for a couple of days, but I mean, I. I don't know this man. I don't know this man. Well, he says he's your son, and he just overthrew you with a violent coup." What you and your wife were stabbed to death. Yeah, I picked up on that. <laughs> Anywho. <laughs> what do you think we should do now, Aegis? Get rid of him. Okay, but then what? There's all sorts of soldiers up above. Well, there's ways of figuring out who's loyal and who's not. It's going to be a slow process. I might need a little extra protection for a little while, but... Well, this is my goddamn town. been running it my whole life. I've done nothing but right by these people. This young punk thinks he can come in and just take over. Well, he can slip his way into the river, and we can get things back into order. Hmm. How do we feel about things? Well, I almost feel like we should get both of them out of town somehow. Maybe in the point of a hole. I don't think otherwise. we. Can, I don't think we should get rid of both of them because it leaves this power vacuum. No, no. I think getting out of town, like oh, keep, get them out of town alive. Yes. Oh. You should get him to the portable, in the portable hole, take him to the tower, put him up on top of the tower on the platform, and, and see, talk, just see who just wins. Talk it, just talk it out? Just <laughs> American <laughs> Gladiator style. Give just a deck of cards. Oh, oh, yeah, the big Q-tips? Yeah, exactly. Let me fight it out. Who really wants No, no, we gotta make the tennis ball fucking machine gun thing. That would be the best. Oh, yes. Somehow. Sorry, sorry. It's it's really hard not to get excited about that. <laughs> right, who can't get excited about that? All right. Like you said, we can either ask Aegis how he feels about this, disposing of this person, or keeping him alive. Um, I'm pretty sure he wants this guy dead. Yep. Does it take me to make an ID? Can I fake? Can I disguise myself as this guy? As this guy or Aegis? Marcus. Marcus, what what level rogue are you? Can you do that as a? Yeah, that's one of my things. Yeah, as a feat, it should tell. I think it tells you how long it takes. It does in the book. I think it's seven days. You can pass yourself off. All right. So here's one of those weird situations where reality and the rules kind of conflict. At a minimum, you're a half elf. This guy is a human. Oh. If you wanted to truly like full on disguise yourself to pass yourself off as this person. You'd have to, like, cut a part of your ear off. I also feel like the way that you... The ability that goes under your rogue is more about... You can create a fake identity and generate right. the paperwork and things around it. Not so much a disguise. Uh, impersonating a actual real-life person that other human beings... That other people have you seen. You cannot establish an identity that belongs to somebody else. Yeah, there you go. I could become a different soldier of equal rank. Magus Bringbold. <laughs> I think that was the joke from the first time. Alright, so they're a leader. I'm assuming he is the highest rank in this town. He disappears. Somebody is going to come to take his place. What if Aegis kills Marcus in front of his troops? It's a good question. Marcus, what happens if somebody kills you in front of your troops? <laughs> 
At this point, I think that Marcus would be hesitant to answer that question. He's <laughs> very strong of will. What he's going to do is he is going to resist that question. All right. Kolvik, I am going to have you roll your, I believe it is 5d10. Let me scroll back up here. Even the hesitation makes me think we should just slit his throat. Oh, no. No, let's not slit his throat. We march him up to the square with Aegis. Aegis announces as if he has never been gone, like as the leader of the town, like this criminal is guilty of treason, blah, 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 blah. We serve as executioners. We're the muscle. Anybody has a fucking problem, we deal with it. I like the sound of that. But let's see what happens. Yeah, well, he gets damaged anyway for resisting Kolvik's spell. He resists. He takes how much damage, Kolvik? 25. 25 damage. Uh, you notice that that doesn't have a huge impact on him, by the by. Mm-hmm. And resume your conversation. That guy was saying, let's hang him by his neck till he's dead. Let me, let me step back here, because there's one thing I should clarify about the way you guys are talking, etc. Are you guys doing this through the telepathic bond? Are you doing it out loud? And are you doing it out loud in a way that Aegis slash Marcus can hear? I think we're doing this all telepathically. Yeah. Yes, Everything. unless we're speaking to one of the outsiders. Mm-hmm. Or in a way that involves one of them until yeah. the telepathic bond is gone. Aegis just doesn't even notice because he's like fresh from the dead. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Marcus is watching you fuckers just stand there for like five minutes in silence. Like, just look at each other. Looking at each other. But looking at him. <laughs> <laughs> like all cold <laughs> blooded. Other, looking at him. Maybe motioning once in a while. <laughs> finger across the throat means dick. Uh, Why would I run my finger across his throat? Yep. I just mean that's where I want my shave line to be. <laughs> I'm more of a George Lucas yep. fake chin line shave. But no, um, yeah, I go along with that plan and say we make an example. We are we are top notch here. So he succeeded on his role. So he did resist. Uh, so he did. So like. When you're in combat, there's a series of roles to try and resist it within that, um, potentially for certain things. Uh, basically, he's already failed for the day, so he attempted to resist because he attempted to resist, he took damage. What that does mean, effectively for you guys, is that he is no longer really under the effects of Gesh for the rest of the day. Where is Aegis's house in regards to the public square? Uh, about a mile away across the river. Oh. Or do we need to have a gallows constructed, or is there one? Already. Man, you guys are just digging real deep here. Now I gotta get into like town logistics and shit. Like do they have a gallows in storage? <laughs> I feel like Well we gotta go to the parks building on third and main, but yeah, I think exactly. we got one we could dust off. <laughs> you need a permit for that gallows. <laughs> Permits, huh? What are you looking for? A number five gallows or a number eight? <laughs> Throws them off the plane. No papers. Yeah. Always comes back to Indiana Jones. Always. Uh, All right, fuck it, man. Let's just roll a dice to see about municipal uh, gallows (laughs) requirements. They do not have a gallows readily available. So there would have to be a construction of a gallows. Are there trees? Trees exist. I can give you that. I feel they already had a stage. I mean, they executed someone in the square, and then they had a stage where someone went up on it. Why not throw a rope over that? Hey, Marcus, how much money do you have? I'm a soldier. I don't have much money. Yeah, but but you're since run you ask, wizard, I can offer you a much more compelling deal. Listening. 
A set of wheels have been set in motion with me taking power of this town. Part of those wheels imply that you will die. Soldiers will come for you. Soldiers cannot find you. Assassins will come for you. If assassins do not find you, then worse will come. There is only one person in this world that can stop those from coming for you, and that is me. Aegis lost all of his power when he lost all of his blood. You can restore him to power, and he can sit on his false throne for a little while longer, but someone else will come in my stead and remove him. He was weak. He deserved to go. I can offer you a position within this town. I can remove that. I can remove all that which is coming to kill you, even now, even as we speak. Or you can choose to side with a weak piece of power that has lost all of its sway. I leave that decision to you. In my head, I'm saying I resent this guy. Yeah. I really just want to kill this guy, like, as soon as possible. <laughs> He's a smarmy, smug asshole. Item one on the to-do list. <laughs> to-do. <laughs> Kill Marcus. Two. Pick up toilet paper. <laughs> so he lied to us earlier. We're apparently a target. Out loud. Why? Like, you said we were not... You barely know who we are, but yet assassins are going to come to us. I say you're full of shit. He says the two are not necessarily opposed. I do not know you, but I know of you. And more do as well. Call Exude. <laughs> ring, ring, ring. <laughs> Don't we have a stone? Hello, Exude. Hey. Does Did you the come stone down not, here? Does the stone not call her? No, you can call her. It's just a funny way of putting it. Oh. It's a flip rock. It's a fucking stone, but it's shaped like one of those old Invincia, Invincible Nokia phones. Like... <laughs> The like the next tell things like that are all ruggedized. So I text oh. Exude, say you up. <laughs> <laughs> hey babe, hey, hey babe, what's going on? All right. So what I am gonna have you guys do in this scenario, I'm gonna have you guys collectively roll some d20s, and let's see if Exude is in a place to answer you. Fourteen, nine, five. Uh, Exute, let's see here. The stone itself isn't necessarily super good at two-way communication, but, uh, you get the impression that she has received the message and she'll get to you as soon as she can. So what, what is her question at this moment? What are we looking for? Why do I want to talk to Exute? No, I mean, like, what are you going to ask her? I want to ask her if she wants an offer. Okay. Because, I, I mean, I do have a divine intervention to... Hiya, but I'm not sure if it'll help at this moment. Will Hiya take an offer? Probably not. It doesn't seem like it'd it's be that. It's not hard. like I'm monogamous with my gods. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I got, I got a question. Devil's Monogamy. Triangle, you in? Da, 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 da. I'll fuck Monogamy. your god as well as I'll fuck mine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I, I don't think Hiya would be in on that. <laughs> <laughs> It's a little divine advice. That's all I'm looking for. <laughs> this right. guy bores me. Yeah, he bores me too. I'm sorry, I couldn't come up with a more interesting character for you. But no, I don't want to get fucked over by some random assassin either. Like, I need him to tell me what the fuck the assassination bit's about. All right, I'm just going to pluck out one of his eyeballs with what my poking yes. stick. Yes. Oh. yes. <laughs> Pull out his eyeball what? with your fingers. Blunt. No, I'm using Ooh, my God. I'm no, using my grapefruit spoon. Ooh. How are you doing it? With my poking stick. 
Oh man, that's <laughs> the worst <laughs> option. Plucking it out. Everything we said, and I said Are grapefruit you spoon. It against the wall. <laughs> no, I might feed it to him. I'm not sure yet. Oh. All right, so I'm not going to get into all the gruesome detail, but you dig your pokey stick in, and like you got to like put a put a boot. Well, I guess in your case, a crock against the side of his head to brace it still. And with a fucking stick from outside. Like a, you, it's really unsanitary. Oh, God. Who knows where I've been putting that stick? <laughs> Probably in your butthole. <laughs> <laughs> well, that doesn't do much of anything. Woo. I see how, like how big of a stick I can put in my butt or something. Like. You're just trying to poke the turd dimension. <laughs> <laughs> just curious what's in there. So you dig this stick into his eye socket and crush out an eyeball. And I'm not going to get into the details, but it's pretty fucking gross. Um, you get little more than grunts out of him as he shakes his head and tries to resist. But in the end, you have squished out this man's... What do you want? What do you want? Right or left? Uh, go with... Uh, we'll go with left. Left eyeball. Left eye is popped out of Marcus Gringold. So he wouldn't even give us the satisfaction of a, a scream or anything like that? Oh, no. Nope. No, and I, if I have not made this clear yet, I will make it clear now. This man is a hardened military veteran. I'm actually uh, going to, at this point, I see you do that. I pop out, you pop out the eye, and I'm going to do a cure wounds, and I'm going to try my best to put this in there. I'm saying, what the fuck are you doing? Whoa. Pretty much just astounded that you actually did that. Pretty highfalutin for the guy who's had a clown on fire. I knew it was coming. Yep, me too. Yep. So Colvick goes and scrapes an eye off of the wall. <laughs> oh no, oh no, oh no. Gross, 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 gross. Don't tell mob, okay? Don't tell mob. Yeah. We're fine. Uh, you, it's just like on my stick, like an olive fork. <laughs> no. Like, you yep. grind it into the ground. <laughs> Rub it in the dirt. Yep. Oh, no. Uh, so, so Kolvik manages to scoop up all of the eyeball, stuffs it back into the socket. And uh, How you many cast... What are you casting? Which one are you going to use specifically? I'm going to just do um, <clears throat> cure wounds. Just a, a minimal action just to try to put one body part in there. Um, okay. How many times can you cast that? <laughs> no, but at this say, point, that's cool, wizard. Looks yeah. like you have to poke out three eyes. <laughs> I'm gonna try to do that. I'm gonna say, let's just let's get him out of here. Let's just let's just get out of here. No, no, this guy. We should not even let one arm or leg go of this guy at all. I think the only way he leaves here is dead. Okay, well, it, it is way too point, risky to even release this yeah, guy. I'll, I'll tell you, kill him or let's get out. I was trying to kill him. Uh, <laughs> one eyeball at a time. Yeah. <laughs> he, right. need, he needs to tell us what's up with the assassins. Who's his master? You need to tell us that. Things will go better for you. Uh, I'm going to try... Or do you have any more Gesh spells? I do. But uh, can, you, cast, can you recast it? Well, I mean, he's got two, yeah. sure. I'll cast it if you promise not to torture him. I don't want to torture not... you. I don't even want to kill you. I just want you to fuck off. Uh, so after all of this goes, I mean, he's, he's got to take a couple of deep breaths, right? To, to, I mean, Melvin just gouged out his (laughs) eye with a stick. Yep. Uh, and then randomly out of nowhere, Colvick went and scraped it off of a wall and uh, the stick and the whatever else and put it back in. 
and healed it. And it's probably like a little gritty, you know, he's squinting it's a little like bit. like the ultimate good cop, bad cop. Yes. <laughs> so he's got like a, a, like a messed up eye, but then a healed eye and all mm-hmm. the rest of what's going on. Um, I'm not sure that he's as in touch with consciousness and reality at this point, like as, you know, say you or I would be at this moment. But you ask him, say it one more time. Who's your master? Who's your master? And he repeats his earlier answer of, I have no master. You got to say it in his voice, though. You, really, you guys digging that yeah. voice? Yeah. I was you, know who fun with that. you know who it sounds like? It's Tell me, because God, if you say it right, I'm going to get super excited. Uh, Lee Pace. Yes! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was going for. Literally, I can show you in my notes that I have the picture of him as fucking, what's his name? In like the, Lord of the Cree? Yes, yeah, Ronan. That's what I've been going for. Man, that's super satisfying. I hope somebody else got it too. So, he says unto Roscoe, I've told you I have no other master. So, you're sicking the assassins on us. Well, it's not like I don't have friends. Well, I shouldn't do that. I shouldn't do that. He's super serious. He's not going to get playful with you. Um, I'm telepathing to Kolvik. I'm like, I'm not going to promise not to torture this guy. But don't you want to cast Gesh to figure out if he's really got assassins on our tail or not? And then what he would have said, by the way, just to clarify my earlier statement, I was I was getting a little cheeky there. What he would have actually said was, "I have powerful allies." <sighs> Why do your allies give a fuck about you? Here, what you, I can do for them. What can you do? You came to take over like a little fucking town. You're a piece of shit. <laughs> I don't Roscoe. I don't like your jerk off face. <laughs> I don't like your jerk off name. I don't like your jerk off behavior. You got a fucking coffee mug you can throw at him? <laughs> Not the eagles, man. The fuck are your powerful allies? Why do they care about Andon? Power is built of a mighty weave of a lot of places. I'll stomp your fucking head in. All right, so let's pause in the action for just a moment and recollect. So the world of Andon is paused. Here we are in regular human Earth. Let me just ask you guys, what it is that you're trying to achieve here? And where do you think you want to take this? Because we can do the question and answer thing back and forth. And the role play is super fun. I'm super excited. You got the Lee Pace voice. Thank you. That's really, <laughs> I feel really good about that. Running the accuser. Yeah, yeah there it is. Yep. Um, so we can do that all night, but I'm curious and I'm going to start with Roscoe. I want to do this one at a time with each of you guys. You know, the situation you're in right now, if you had your druthers 24 hours from now in game time, what would you be at? Where would you be? We're far from here. Changed? We're on our way. I want to know what powers are aligned against the exude by extension us. Cause as masters, his allies, and some fucking God in the wheel aligned opposite us. That's what's going on here. I want to know which one it is. All right. So what I'm going to do is each of you guys, as you do this through conversation, etc., I'm going to address each of your questions. So the misunderstanding that you've got there is that you think that someone's aligned against Exude and therefore against you. The piece that's missing, you got to kind of pivot your view a little bit. This is a small town political maneuver that happened. And we're going to just for gameplay sake, I'm going to say that you squeeze this out of Ronan or you're not Ronan. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to say you squeeze this out of Marcus uh, through answers. You can pick up his intentions, etc. Like his goal was to take over this town. He believes that running this town in place of Aegis is his birthright. 
the Aegis Gringold line. The Gringolds before him have run this town. He believes that Aegis is doing a bad job. He's sweeping away the old and bringing in the new. Yeah, but I can't help but think that there's uh, some force behind him because there is this town, albeit a little town and like a speck on the map, is has a cube under it and is involved in a greater thing. Um, what I'm going to throw out there is there's a lot of guesswork and supposition and other things that you can make based on that. Um, and I would say that none of those things are unreasonable to think, but none of those things are things that Marcus is aware of. And that becomes fairly clear after some more questioning. Okay. Like he's, he thinks that people put him in place in this town because it's awesome to run this town well. And because like political favors, you know, he's, he's got that like military view of like, oh, those pansies in the, in the high city, you know, that kind of mentality. It doesn't He's matter, not- pincer shit, what we do. Assassins are going to come for us anyway. This guy's a fucking bug under our boot. Well, and I'm going to say that you don't necessarily know that either, but you do know that this guy, for the bigger machinations that you're thinking of that are happening, he's not aware of them if they, in fact, do exist. So, that's as much as you can glean from the conversation. Kolvik, let's step over to you. I mean, again, imagine... Here we are, 24 hours later, in an ideal world where you're just a goddamn pig in mud, you got everything you wanted. What are you looking for out of this interaction and conversation? I'm kind of just looking for where he came from originally. I mean, it wasn't from Aegis. So, why, I mean, what is his rise to power from here, and who who controlled that? Pretty much what he did at a, a micro version of, where did he come from, and... Where did he go? Yeah, where, where did he go? Where did he go from? Cotton Eye Joe. Cotton Eye Joe. <laughs> <laughs> really? I mean, so far he's, uh, <laughs> he's just a hillbilly song in my mind, and I just want to confirm that that that's kind of what is going on in his life. So we don't necessarily have time for full-on life story background yeah. from this guy. It sounds guy. like that's kind of the common theme of where did he come from and where his did he go? <laughs> where did he go? <laughs> Oh my god. I'm sorry. (laughs) So so let me shortcut a lot of that from you. So establishing paternity for this NPC Uh, in the world of not advanced medical science, etc., you're not gonna be able to tell whether or not for certain this this man is the child of ages, right? Yeah. You can kind of like put the two of them next to each other and I'm gonna say like you can see some similarities. There's mm-hmm. definitely differences, but, you know, if you had to pass them on the street and say, is that a father and a son? You might be inclined to do so. Yep. As to the history of this particular character, mm-hmm. you glean from some of the earlier comments you made, and plus some of the other stuff that you continue talking with, that he was a bastard child. Yeah. He barely knew his mother. He was abandoned to an orphanage when he was a kid. Uh, he went to the military when he was kicked out of the orphanage and grew up from there. Yep. At some point in that history, somebody grabbed him from the military and explained to him who he was. He's not willing to tell you who that is. And that person steered them towards the position that they're in today. Is there something greater behind that? Is there deeper, et cetera, et cetera? Um, you don't really have any super strong inclinations yep. at this point, but. 
Um, that's a better idea of his history. I feel like that's a pretty strong narrative yeah. and would have taken some time, so we'll move over to Melvin. Same question, Melvin. 24 hours from now, you've gotten everything you wanted out of this interaction. Where would you be? And what do you want to know to get there? Mm, I would say that we're either... Uh, we're going to be on our way. We're going to be on the way on the path that Exude set before us. And I want to know that there's nobody behind us on our tail, which means verifying there are no assassins chasing us or that want to kill us. And if we can uh, get any treasure out of this guy to help uh, you know our path along, make it a little bit easier for us, I'm interested in that as well. Otherwise, this guy is bad. Uh, yeah, maybe he thinks this place is his birthright, but he had no qualms about stomping the bugs that were underneath his feet to get there and killing the people that were in his way. So I don't think we have... Sh- we should have any qualms about doing the same to him. It doesn't seem and, like Aegis knew him at all either, so... Well, in the end, I think this guy would probably approve of our actions, so... Oh, bitter irony. hmm Right on. So, you guys have gained a bunch of information from the conversations that we just sort of simulated and passed over. I'm going to put this out there to, to shortcut sort of the conversations that would happen. The promise that you have from Aegis is that he'll reward you. Absolutely he'll reward you. Basically anything you want. Because, I mean, fuck man, you brought him back from the dead. He's not super upset that Helen's not around anymore. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Bachelor ages. (laughs) Uh, He's got the chance to produce a new heir. Um, He's got Daff, who is his current heir. He's got all kinds of other fun things that are going on for him. And fucking A, he's alive again. And that's because of you guys. So you're going to have the gratitude of the magistrate of the town of Andon. Counteroffer, coming from Marcus in summary, is effectively leave him here. Leave him in charge of this town and leave. You're not welcome here because that would be a sign of weakness. And the man's a military ruler. He certainly can't have the bamboo shoot waiting to go pry under his fingernails. But he'll set you up as well as he is capable of doing. There's a whole house full of collected loot from generations here, uh, effectively right above you, because you guys are still actually right underneath that house. Uh You can take whatever you want, set yourselves up as well as you'd like, and the only promise he asks of you in return is that you do not return. Those are your two offers to decide amongst yourselves. get fans thanks as always for coming back we're super grateful to have you the only thing i wanted to report this week was that we've been having a hell of a time with distribution lately several of the aggregator services in particular stitcher and spotify are giving us a lot of grief because we made some changes to our feed to incorporate certificate encryption commonly known as https This is a worthy fight because many search engines will penalize sites if they are not encrypted, and eventually Apple Podcasts, aka iTunes, is going to require it to even list anything in their service. I'm actively working with all of these providers to get things back to current and normal, and we'll get things back to right just as soon as we can. If you ever do have trouble accessing an episode, they will definitely always show up on our website, thevgat.com. Sorry it's been such a pain in the arse, man. It's been a year of problem-free service, though, and once this is done, we should be able to go at least that long without fucking it up again. As always, 
Thanks to all of you who have donated through Patreon and Ko-fi. Thanks to everyone rating and reviewing us on iTunes. And thanks to every single one of you listening. All right, let's get right back into it. Those are your two offers to decide amongst yourselves. My vote, kill Marcus, reinstate Aegis. Aegis has always done right by us. This guy obviously tried to kill us, perhaps even set assassins on our tail. I feel like that's one more thing we have on the town as well. I mean, we have, I mean, apparently we have Dunk. I mean, he's... Are we still telepathic? Yeah. Yeah, we can pay him off, it seems like, whatever price. So, it's just, now this guy, we have more of authority on the town over the payoff. Well, I'll tell you what, you guys know for certain that Dunk is going to sway whichever way the wind is blowing. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Aegis, you got any magic loot up there? I don't know that Aegis would be aware if he had magic loot. I'm going to tell you that Aegis probably does have some pretty sweet shit up in that house. Hey, um, hey. Aegis isn't like a magic user, though. Like, he's a magistrate. Hey, Aegis, can we sort through your magic loot? <laughs> yeah, you can give us a pick of the litter. We're not going to bankrupt you. No, Aegis, I mean, he's already made that clear. Like, you guys are the only reason he's on the living side of things. You can take whatever you want. Fair enough. Yeah. All right. So we leave Aegis in charge. We kill Marcus. Get our pick of Aegis or ship. Leave Aegis to do whatever he wants to do. Like, I'm not going to get involved in, like, some battle in the town. Right. He's going to have to figure this shit out. Yeah, Aegis, what do you recommend as the plan here? Uh, So Aegis, and again, keep in mind, like, dude was dead a couple minutes ago, so he's not, like, full-on, like, planning mode, etc. Uh, he is definitely in favor of butchering Marcus. Uh, that threat needs to go away. Um, there's the question of whether or not, you know, you guys could torture him, get more information, etc. He's seen enough. He knows that's not going to be effective. So his idea is kill that dude right away. He is going to try and convince you as much as he can to stick around and defend him because, well, he probably doesn't have a whole ton of allies left in the town. But if you decide you're going to move on, well, take your pick and move on. And he'll just deal with it as he's always done. Look at my companions here and say, Let's push him back into the, the bag and just close it up. Mm, I don't want to... This guy just needs to die right now. I, I don't want to try him. something. <laughs> okay. I really want to try something. What would you like to try? I want to feed him a magic bean. <laughs> <laughs> you could give him a magic bean yeah. suppository. And water it in his butthole? He can butt chug. Oh, I don't uh, know. I don't know if we should do this. Yeah, we should. This could, we have a plan right now, and this is like, (sighs) who knows? I love that. That's the great part about it, though. You know what? Fuck, I don't, this is totally up to you. Yes. We could destroy the town. I'll support you no matter what you decide, Roscoe. (laughs) (laughs) What a supportive parent. Yeah, right? That's the part they love. All right, man, which which hole is the magic bean going in? (laughs) God damn, it's like playing roulette. (laughs) In the pee hole. Oh. The, the belly button is bad to start with. Aegis, you want to stick around for this? <laughs> Aegis is very happy to. He does not care if this person claims to be his kid or what. He is... I mean, the guy's the reason that he got stabbed a whole bunch of times. Yeah, he's into it. 
So Aegis wants to see us feed this guy magic bean. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I love it. I'm kind of surprised. I thought he would be more all business instead of tempting fate with magic beans. Well, Are his arms you, tied or just <clears throat> pinned? They're, I don't know. You right did now it. they're pinned. Right? Well, let's tie his arms. Okay. And his legs. And feed him magic bean. <laughs> <laughs> and a glass some of water down his throat with our magic fire hose thing. And, uh, wait, let's count 45 seconds, mm -hmm. and then let's grab our removable rods, so he's free except for he's tied. <laughs> and then we run away. Man, this is so specific. All right. All right, so here's, uh, so as a, as a moment of background note, Aegis doesn't really know what a magic bean is. He just knows you guys are going to do bad things to Why this guy. Why did you just feed that guy a bean? <laughs> <laughs> Why are you running? Hungry, <laughs> meal? If we run, run. All right, so you guys book it. Uh, Roscoe, since you're the one doing the feeding and all the rest of it, I'm going to have you roll percentile dice. 37. 37. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> On a roll of 31 to 40 from the bag of magic beans, <laughs> a campfire with blue flames springs forth and burns for 24 hours or until it is extinguished. <laughs> Well, <laughs> <Yeah>. oh, <no. laughs> he had it coming. <laughs> That'll do it. <laughs> That'll do, Fig. That'll do. That'll do. Um, I don't know exactly what would happen if a campfire appeared in someone's <laughs> stomach, but I can tell you with almost 100% certainty, at least as a DM in this fantasy world, that it kills them. We will go ahead and open up the doors behind us and let the smoke go through and let's let the place air out a bit. Black. And oh, was it white smoke when you elect a new pope? We're back to the old one. Oh, wait. In a way, it's kind of a touching memorial. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice, a nice set off. Uh, I can think of worse ways to go. Yeah. That was probably the best possible. Out of all the possible combinations. Uh -huh. That was great. Could have been a lot weird. The immobile statue of your likeness would have been the weirdest one. But. <laughs> a statue of hate pops out of his belly. <laughs> Makes verbal threats against us. <laughs> I'll kill you. <laughs> oh, God. All right. So you guys have taken care of the threat. Marcus Gringold, the um, the butcher of Andon for these few scant days, is again deposed, and I'm guessing you're leaving Aegis on his own to resolve the situation. Is his uh, head intact at all? <laughs> yeah, I mean, should we destroy his head? Campfire was no. In I the... thought we'd keep his head just as I don't know for getting out of town or something like that. Just as a I don't know. To like prevent a, somebody else from bringing him back to life. Hall pass. There is a fucking keychain What are you guys doing out after curfew? <laughs> I don't know. That's actually a good point. That in the way that he died, can he be brought back to life? I don't know. Is a campfire erupting in your stomach worse than getting stabbed thirty times? Yeah, I mean, not all his body parts. Well, I guess we brought someone back to dust before, so I don't really care about him anymore. Let's we go could, look through Aegis' treasure. We could bring him back like every nine days. <laughs> Just as a head. It's fucked up. Aw. Yeah. And then feed him a magic bean. <laughs> well, I'm just going to say, well, 
I guess that happened. Roscoe, I guess we'll go with that. So you get, are you guys bringing the head or not? Yeah. I'm going to throw the head in the portable hole. All right. Loosely hacked off and thrown in the hole. Does this guy have, like, anything... You know, did he have, like, some special armor or... A sword. A sword. You'd like to think that you killed a sweet-ass boss at this point, but... He just had a regular old longsword, and... Um, basically, all the cool stuff about him was abilities and whatnot. He had pretty regular armor and whatnot. He does have plate armor and a shield, but it's no different than any other plate armor and shield. I mean, did, I guess I was more getting at... Did he have anything that really um, uh, made him recognizable? Did he have any, like... Like a unique ring or Orders unique helmet or something that would clearly identify like, hey, if we if we had this, it's pretty obvious that we killed them. Mm, I would say no. I mean, that's most of what military is about, right? Like de-individualizing people and things like that. Like, yeah, he doesn't he's recognizable as his rank by his armor. But as an individual, that's like not as meaningful. Does so. he look like any of us? Nah. I would say not. Well, throw his armor in the portable hole, too. Maybe that'll be useful. No. That's some sweet Give armor. Give his armor to Aegis. Tell Aegis he is a soldier of that rank, unrelated from out of town. Come here to take over. Uh, as far as the other soldiers know, Aegis is dead. And this guy in the fancy captain's armor is some new guy. Like, that's Aegis's way to get back in the good graces, maybe? I don't know. I, I don't really care about Aegis beyond what he's got in his treasury at this point. I just thought, let's keep the head, give the armor to Aegis. I would think that Aegis would just wear the armor and say, hey, I'm in charge now. I'm alive. Surprise. And I killed that guy. Double surprise. (laughs) (laughs) I'm the motherfucking boss. Or it could just be, hey guys, sorry, I got super old last night. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what happened. (laughs) What is this town? All right, so you guys give the uh, armor back to Aegis. You keep the head in the portable hole. <laughs> and uh, we'll do loot at some other point because I don't feel like rolling for tables and things like that at this point. So we'll oh, take yeah. care of that elsewise. Um, I think basically what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you guys like a chart of like maybe three or four items a piece and you guys can take your pick of those things. Um, and I don't know. What do you want to do? You want to just exit the town you want to how you want to go about this i don't I, th- I assume we have to be as careful going out as we did coming in at this point since ages uh, i mean i guess i just assume are we leaving right away or do you guys have any interest in helping ages at all we can stick around like for a day see what happens how it plays out do that help if he really needs it let's see how it plays out for him maybe we can just walk right out the front door then Let's throw it out there as this. You guys are, um, because there's a lot of like minutia and like little things that would go into reestablishing power in this sort of position. You guys stick around as bodyguards for, let's just call it three days. Um, you give through the first day you thought you were going to leave and then it's like, yeah, maybe this guy could use a little more help. He did give us a whole bunch of shit. You stick it out. And then by the end of the third day, he's like, you know, you guys have done your part. I just want to send Daff back, or we pick up another stray. Uh, he definitely wants his daughter back. That's his legacy and heir. All right, we'll send her on our way. Um, I would say that he would, in fact, ask you to escort her back to town. We'll just come back through the portal. It's Do still that. in the same spot, yeah? Yeah. yeah. Also, uh, the fucking dunk, he's supposed to get our, our shop. 
All right. Look at you guys honoring your deals and shit. Yeah. Aegis is uh, confused but agreeable. Very good adventuring team. Always pays its debts. <laughs> Always. Always. All right. So we'll fast forward to, let's call it about a week from now. You guys have had a pretty crazy time. A lot of shit's happened. A lot of, a lot of things are flying about and what have you and whatnot. Your whole world got turned upside down. You've sent back Daff, uh, escorted her back through the magical machinations of uh, Kolvik and made your way back, back again out to the tower. You've got Jeff Dude, you've got Perkins, you've got Grace, you've got Starfish, Hot Dog Flavored Water, The Wolf, <laughs> and yourselves. And you need to decide what to do from here. the dm i have chosen for you the items that you have selected because basically aegis had a big old box of stuff and eh, most of it you just kind of passed over because it wasn't all that good or it was stuff that like he probably thought was neat or magical and just wasn't you know like because he's not a magical guy he has no idea but what you have selected and then you guys can divvy this up amongst you the first item is the ring of x-ray vision while wearing this ring, you can use an action to speak its command word. When you do so, you can see into and through solid matter for one minute. This vision has a range of 30, sorry, a radius of 30 feet. To you, solid objects within that radius appear transparent and don't prevent light from passing through them. So you can see for 30 feet yep. th through anything? Yeah, well, not, uh, so there are restrictions. Uh, the effect is a radius of 30 feet. The vision can penetrate one foot of stone, one inch of common metal, or up to three feet of wood or dirt. Thicker substances block the vision, as does a thin sheet of lead. Why is lead so... Like, I get... Anyway, never mind. Is that a, that's a ring? This yeah. is a ring. So, you basically, you can speak the command word. And it does require attunement, so basically one of you gets that. And you can't, like, just swap it for whoever needs it at the time. I don't know that we've talked about attunement yet. Attunement yeah, we, is like you have to get used to an item. We know this. Okay. Right, guys? Right. Okay. Because we're all professional D&D players. Yep. We do technically get paid to play D&D at this point, so you can put that on a resume. Professional gamer. They, you know, there are professional uh, game DMs. masters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I read, uh, there was an article in Wired about the dude in New York. and Makes like $300 a game. I think I should wear that ring. I think I should. I think the wizard should. Wait, we'll see. What else we got on the <laughs> yeah, list? Yeah, I know. Don't fight over the, first one. <laughs> uh, do, do, do. the second item is an Ioun stone. Do, 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 if I can find it again. There's so many of those, though. Uh, well. Man, you pooped your Actually, pants. You know what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you should wait two minutes so that we don't know and then go check. Oh, God. I that's that. going to itch when it dries. <laughs> oh. It just smells bad. Like it went like right on that wall and ricocheted back it to my, <laughs> my nose. It's in my nose. <laughs> <laughs> you can smell it deep in my nose. <laughs> Getting all up in my brain. <laughs> That's how you get brain amoeba. <laughs> nice. Ah. 
no one's ever factory got, lobe. No one's ever gotten peak guy behind their eye before. That's nice. Legal. All right, so there are 14. Two of them are dumb, so I'm just going to roll that dice. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Huh. All right. I think that'll go. That'll go well. The second item is an Iun Stone of Leadership. This is a very rare item. An Iun Stain. Uh, an Iun Stain. <laughs> <laughs> an Iun Stain. I Iun Stained my pants. <laughs> An Ayun stone is named after Ayun, a god of knowledge and prophecy revered in some worlds. Many types of Ayun stone exist, each a distinct combination of shape and color. When you use an action to toss one of these stones into the air, it orbits your head at a distance of 1d3 feet and confers a benefit to you. Thereafter, another creature must use an action to grasp or net the stone to separate it from you, either by making a successful attack roll against an AC24 or a successful DC24 dexterity acrobatics check. You can use an action to seize and stow the stone, ending its effect. The stone has AC of 24, 10 hit points, and resistance to all damage. It is considered to be an object that is being worn while it orbits your head. The leadership one specifically increases your charisma score by 2, up to a maximum of 20. And it is a marbled pink and green sphere. Single use? There's just something you have and can use. You basically just always have it, so if you ever need an extra like little bit of charisma, you just pop that bad boy into the air and it orbits you. Wow. For how long did it say? Doesn't it? As long just... as it can. Until someone snatches it, steals it, or breaks it. That's cool. Okay. Weird. Well, that one's pretty fun. Your final. That, that would probably be a, Ro a Roscoe one who speaks to people often. Plus get some sweet benefits. Uh, where are you? Stupid thing. Oh, there it is. Ah, oh, damn it. You know what? I don't want to do this. So, two of the items that have come up have been items that can store spells. And there's already that ring for that, and I feel like that's just going to get to be, like, a bunch of shit that I don't want to keep track of. Or make you guys. Um, fuck it. We're going to do this one instead, because this is pretty awesome. The third item that you found is a stone of good luck, a.k.a. a luck stone. When this polished agate is on your person, ag... ag how do you fucking say agate? That Agate. Look ignomaeus. <laughs> <laughs> Let's ask Jeff, dude. Nice. Um, when this polished agate is on your person, you gain a plus one bonus to ability checks and saving throws. Just across the board. Just a, It's a plus one to basically everything you do. Not attacks or damage. So not everything you do. Not even what close about, to everything you do. Yeah. So ACs would still... I mean, when you do that, it's just anything in your stats, constitution, plus your savings. Right, okay. Mm-hmm. It's a plus one to yourself. Plus one to what? Yourself. <laughs> the, um, <laughs> ability and saving throws. I feel like that's a pretty good Pogs thing. Interesting. What was, yeah, the, name of, what the, was the name of that one? Um, Stone of Good Luck. Stone of Good Luck. I feel like I need that one. <laughs> so, who's going to get what? We, I mean, we don't necessarily have to divvy up one each like if yes, anything of those the stone of good luck would probably be best for what i do but the rest of them eh. i have that ring let's see see through things it's pretty handy for me i'm often on point and sneaking around that's fine i don't really care what i have the charisma one also would be useful for me so i don't care whichever one sam wants is fine um let me see which one i want would charisma help me would charisma help? My charisma is four. 
what's decent to begin with. My charisma is eight. Your charisma is four? You mean plus four bonus? Oh, that's really good. Yeah. Mine's a negative one bonus. Mine's a zero. I should probably maybe have the charisma stone thing. For all the good it does me, I don't know. But I have the worst charisma, it sounds like. Yeah, we haven't really played charisma really affecting people's demeanor towards us or how we talk. We always get kind of the same answer, which I, mean, I thought charisma went towards. Intimidate more than anything else. Maybe we can sell that stone for money. Buku money? Yeah. True. You folks have made your way back to the tower after having reunited Aegis with his body and being alive um, took care of his uh, son slash political rival slash threat restored some measure of order to the town and decided it was time to mosey on so you make it back to the tower and of course everybody is like clamoring to find out what happened and asking questions and all the rest of it and you guys explain out what happened that things are more or less returned to normal um, you get a, a varying set of reactions from people. Daff is obviously overjoyed uh, that her dad is back alive. Um, asks about her mother. You guys probably... I'm assuming at some point in your lives you guys learned how to be polite. <laughs> You're probably not, nah, fuck her, she's still dead. <laughs> but you, you, know, you can choose to do that if you want to. Um, Perkins is pretty overjoyed that uh, life can go back to some semblance of normal. Grace is not really old enough to have much of an opinion about like the political affairs of the town, but you know, is happy that whatever normal is, she can maybe find that again. Uh, and Jeff dude seems, uh, just kind of fairly perturbed by this whole thing. Just because of the violent aspect of it or. Yeah. The, uh, you know, the, the teachings of, uh, Jason Bryce are really, uh, pacifism and just kind of like hanging out and being chill and, there's a whole lot more stand, man. Yeah, a whole lot more violence and unchillness than he's used to. Even though he did see guys' head explode in the cave and said he just chose poorly, yeah. that sucked. But this is well, you know, you different. get desensitized to whatever you're around, right? Yeah, true. Okay. Starfish seems uh, agitated, but uh, but on track with things. You know, it's it's a grown pup looking for ways to expend energy. Lenny the dick, calm and serene as ever, but he's still a dick. So what do you guys want to do from here? Where would you like to go? What would you like to do? Um, do we need to tell everybody about the sweet treasure that we got? No. Okay. Another business. Secret treasure than it is. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, do you guys, uh, we should probably just rehash that. There were several treasures of what you guys took from Aegis. And uh, why don't we just, uh, starting with Melvin, go around the table and describe what you what you took from that board. Is that is that what you meant, by the way? Tell everybody what we got? Or were you meaning, like, the people, townspeople, and ages, and them, what we got. No, I mean, all of, like, our party, our friends and oh, family. Oh, I thought you meant, like, <laughs> the, like, the listener, and, and Roscoe's like, no, we're not telling them anything. <laughs> I want a secret now. <laughs> Sometimes we do things, and we just don't really want to tell the podcast listeners. Yep. You can download the character sheets for nineteen ninety five. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't do that. I'm going to see a lot of wiener, wiener, wiener. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I got, out of the deal, a stone of good luck, 
No, I didn't. No. I took uh, the Iron Stone of Leadership. When uh, I use an action, I can have it orbit my head for 1d3 feet away. And it adds plus two to my charisma, which is really bad because I have like a negative one bonus to my charisma. So <laughs> this could come in handy potentially. <clears throat> I guess that at least gets you back to zero. Because it take because what is your what's your existence what's the actual number of your eight charisma? eight yeah so that gets you to a ten so that's a you're just at a plus zero now now no, people so don't just dislike me he's, just, you he's okay you, you don't walk up with your <laughs> grim face like Ugh, don't like that guy like what happens if your charisma just goes up like do you get prettier or like <laughs> it's a little bit of everything you know as we were kind of talking about charisma is more about like force of personality so like maybe you know you develop a good story about that hideous scar or like you go to speech therapy so you don't just talk all funny everybody finds out you've got a huge wang <laughs> oh no <laughs> <laughs> what the hell that leaked out <laughs> weird leaked <laughs> oh. <Aww. laughs> Just made me imagine him like wearing shorts and it's just like <laughs> pouring out of one of the pant legs. <laughs> like, I, like it's not like poking out yet, but then I get my plus two to charisma. And I'm like, you can just, <laughs> just make out the tip. It was just the outline of your tight pants before, but now. now it's a, Did you guys right? say they put Batman's dick in a comic? <laughs> no. Why would they what? do that? That's news? <laughs> I'm trying to think where I'd see that. Was it on CNN? No, it was on Twitter. Twitter edit. Like, what do you mean? Like, there's just a bulge or like... I'll show you. Like, you can full on see the bat wiener? So this is Bruce Wayne's penis we're talking about here. No, Batman. (laughs) They got rid of the bat signal and now shit the bat wang. The bat wang. Here's the panel. Why would you do that? What and I mean like what's even going on here that he's he Not took gonna, off the bat suit. Wanna see? I guess so technically he is Bruce Wayne at that point. <laughs> it's nighttime, he's Batman. Negative, negative, affirmative bullshit. Like but why? I mean, they could have easily just like, you know, had that just fade into the darkness. They changed the panel pretty quickly. Those comics are collector's items now. Of course they are. You know, the <laughs> most interesting tidbit about Batman that I've heard recently? Not that. That's not the most interesting. Episode 56, Cotton Eye Colvick, was released on November 11th, 2018. Join us in a week for the continuing saga that is... Vegan! 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 The Very Good Adventuring Team! (laughs) Can you imagine getting eaten alive? Well, I mean, just in general... (laughs) (laughs) Actually, Velociraptors...
like, like at all at this point like in history to be eaten to be like to die like in a way that most people died thousands of years ago would be embarrassing mm-hmm. <laughs> i don't know i i think i'd much rather die by a shark attack than like surrounded by my family <laughs> I mean, they don't have to be mutually exclusive. <laughs> All right, let's lower them into the pool. <laughs>